0: I went to um, this party years ago and uh, it was someone who I had used to, I used to go to high school with and like catching up in college or whatever. So, so anyway, uh, get to his place and it's got like one of those things on the refrigerator or somewhere on the wall near the refrigerator. And it was like kind of biggish. Uh, like 11 by 17 it's just like uh democratic party x or something or no republican party pizza party kind of bullshit (laughs) it's like it's fucking awesome but it's also like you're not okay cool i guess edgy radical centrism radical twisted
1: it's the russians (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, it's all <laughs> step Russia.
2: inside the twisted machinations of my political compass oh, my God. which is essentially a distillation of the film v for vendetta <laughs>
1: <laughs> well my political theory is purely just uh john waters and greg rocky
0: so <laughs> totally
1: fucked up is uh expresses all my political opinions i um the main this is like, very
0: crust
2: punk. Like, and I, I think
1: fucking this film, here for it. Th- this film expresses my main political tenet, which is I fucking hate Bette Midler. <laughs>
2: I, well, um, just as an <laughs> aside, what, what what are the political extrapolations one can take from uh, from the films of John Waters, in your opinion?
1: Um, John Waters? Uh, <laughs> it's like just
2: like eat shit and be eat a... Eat shit
1: and die. <laughs> There's eat, like the... Yeah, it's just like murder is cool. Um... <laughs> Sex, rocks. Eating feces rules.
2: Just be a human. Just human be snake. a
1: human. Just be a human. Just be a human latrine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, <laughs> I would summarize
0: sides. it as two humans, one cup. Exactly. Humans, one cup. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's my. That's that's Rizism in a <laughs> nutshell. Right. Okay. Like
0: walking through life as
2: a uh, as a uh, yeah a human latrine is a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm pissing and shitting ideology over I, everyone <laughs> we yeah. just
1: pissing and shitting and Latrainism. coming ideology out here <laughs> there you go that's, the, that's your cold open that's right so- there <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, greetings comrades, you're listening to the Ghost Kino podcast, which is a show about cinema, socialism, and shitposting. I'm one of your esteemed, uh, Armchair <laughs> <comrades>. revolutionary. <Thanks. laughs> I'm gonna need some help on this one. Uh, uh, Connor Beckett, joined as always by my, my compatriots Astro and Era What's on a good? lovely Saturday afternoon. Welcome and, to the... And,
0: hold on. Oh. Guest host, <gasps> Franklin. Hello, Frank. Wait, oh is that Franklin? It's oh, my pupper. Go- oh my gosh. Oh my god. So the question of who let the dogs out is actually who let the singular dog out and it's <laughs> Kelly and Nick
1: <laughs> Oh my god. What's up? Astro, uh, how you doing? I'm I'm hanging in there. Um just drinking some iced coffee, you know. Hey, I got this Again. I got well oh yeah. This is the Sunday. Hell yeah. Di- we're, we're, I mean, no, this is the Saturday edition of Ghost Kino. It's a reoccurring bit that we have. Yeah. Where... Connor like... and I are just miserable. <laughs>
2: a- Astro and I are are, are playing playing uh, two of our most beloved characters uh, on on this on this week's edition, which are <laughs> which are Saturday Connor and Saturday Astro. I know.
1: We were, we were out to like. What? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't That's even remember. classified. I don't even remember when I went home last night. If you know, you know.
2: Exactly. It was late. Um, how are you doing, Era? Uh,
0: I'm doing. I'm also kind of uh, tired. Franklin. He likes to uh, be surrounded by just any human being. It doesn't have to be like a bunch. At least one and uh anytime someone like like i slept downstairs with him the first night i'm probably gonna have him sleep in my room tonight mm-hmm. at least that's a hope but uh sweet pupper, he yes. just likes barking when people he's like very attached so i got a decent amount of sleep i woke up a couple times He just like you know the ice maker freaks him out Aww. like it'll drop ice and i'll just be like bark and whatever. Oh, baby. So, uh, Poor baby. Yeah, he's only like eight-ish give or take months.
1: I was going to say eight years old and I was like, okay, that's not a puppy. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, eight months. Wow, I didn't know Franklin was like, yeah they're, they're big.
0: Eight or nine. Yeah. Is that as yeah, big as he's, he's he going to get? I, no, I think he's still growing. He'll be a big. <laughs> It's pretty fucked up that the ice maker would do that to
2: Franklin. It is pretty fucked
1: up. In fact, you could say that it was totally fucked up. Uh, You read my cue. Read my cue, which which is the film that we're discussing
2: this week. Totally fucked up by uh, the Gregor Rocky film that Astra recommended. Yes. which we will now provide a, a quick synopsis if Can you're not if you're not acquainted with this film, uh, Astro. You want to take it away?
1: Yeah, Gregoraki. Um, what is this like? Ninety two, I think. 90, yeah, I think so. Ninety two. It's like um, it's Gregoraki is an incredible uh, queer director. They directed a lot of um, films, and the well, they they're still directing. I think a more recent film that they've done that more people know about is like. Um, it's got like the word skin in it. I forget, or it's like.
0: So Toto's fucked up. Ninety three. Yeah, then... ninety three. What was? What's the one with mysterious the mysterious mysterious skin?
1: Mysterious skin. I know a lot of people have seen that, which I actually haven't seen that one. But this was
0: this film totally fucked up. Is that... Up. What's his face? Who? Holy shit! Joseph Gordon. Le- yeah, 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 yeah. Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's 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 the one. But um, this totally fucked up was um the first movie. Of a trilogy of like a kind of like not like a not like a uh, narrative trilogy, but more of like a, a spiritual trilogy of films that he had made, um, which included The Doom Generation and Nowhere, which are also incredible films. But Totally Fucked Up um, was is a little bit different from a lot of his other films, where like his his work is um, usually very incredibly uh, campy and sometimes very comedic and like uh, satirical. Well, there are definitely elements of that in Totally Fucked Up. This film is uh, probably his more of his more dramatic work that I've seen, and it was very interesting. But this film essentially follows the uh, the lives of this uh, chosen family of queer people in, in Los Angeles in like the early '90s, and it very much like the the narrative itself is pretty loose, and it's more about the uh, the conversations and interactions between these characters. I feel like more than Anything else, and the film just essentially kind of follows this uh f- this uh, family of pe- of um, different queer people in LA who come from all different kind of bas- backgrounds, and their relationship with their queerness and their sexuality is all very different. And so, the film is a really uh, interesting exploration of all of that. And so, that's kind of like the, I guess, like the gist of it all. We can, we can get more into it now.
2: Yeah, and I and I think maybe to that end, like you are talking about how. The conversation and like the plots are you know obviously important to this film as they are in most films um but the progression of this film uh mainly comes like through 13 i believe different sections 15 15 thank yeah, you yeah there's like 15 sorry
0: to- not okay just for our listeners i'm not to be the like well actually got but I legit have the wikipedia.
1: Oh there you go. Hell yeah. We got the we got the fact yeah. checker.
0: Thank right you. There. We got the yeah. the Ghost Kino fact
2: checker. Ghost Kino fact checker. <laughs> the <laughs> Ghost Kino fact checker is usually um a sniper I've paid um, <laughs> to, to sit on the roof yeah, right across, across, the across the street, street. <laughs> and you just see you see a singular red dot on my heart. I know. And if I misspeak even for a second he takes, it shot. wasn't a
1: sustainable way though. So yeah. this is much yeah. more sustainable. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like divided into like little vignettes, essentially like 15, they all concern like the same people. But so it's like, it's not like a anthology film where it's like, you know, just different characters. It's all the same characters, but each little vignette's kind of its own thing and explores a different concept of, um, at least being queer in LA at that time. Like it kind of explore each like some vignettes explore like sex and other ones explore like you know uh, drugs drugs etc and like each one just kind of uh Love. takes its time to dive into that.
0: Yeah. There's this reminded so this is like a narrative like cinema verite which I thought was really mm-hmm. really cool, mm-hmm. but then also it very much reminded me of um and i think it's one uh or the f- speaking of trilogies or whatever uh mm-hmm. the first um the f- decline and fall of western civilization yeah. film made yeah. me like that came to mind when watching this mm-hmm. a lot and uh i was kind of thro- like the like and we'll get to it eventually but mm-hmm. like there were two points where i was a little bit thrown off mm-hmm. like kind of saw one of them coming mm-hmm. but then the other was just like, oh shit
1: mm-hmm. i mean we it was
0: like all in the last like 30 ish minutes
1: mm. now the the film uh, hits the accelerator in the last 30 minutes. It's just, it just, it goes from being very slow and meandering, like to, kind uh, of a slice of life. To, I know. Uh, until then they just drop like a cinder block on the accelerator. And then it just goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely, um, I can tell that this film is, um, an early film by rocky like there are definitely like i don't think this film by any means is at all a perfect film i think you know there are, I, I you know there could it could have been tight in a lot more ways and stuff but i think have you have either of you seen any other rocky films
0: no, no i didn't even know who this person was until wonderful you mentioned well, at ben. some
1: point, we should watch, like, not even just, like, for the pod, but at some point, y'all should be yeah. to watch, like, Nowhere, Doom Generation, and see how different, like, that, um, his style can be, and stuff like that, because he, yeah. I definitely think, um, he, he hones his craft throughout his career. Yeah.
0: And speaking of, uh, John, oh, not John Waters, or fucking, it's too many Johns. Too many Johns. Uh, uh, I, my wires got crossed. I thought, um, uh, because Iraqi called this film, like the way he described it at one point was like a ragtag story of the fag and Dyke teen underground, a kind of cross between avant-garde experimental cinema and a queer John Hughes flick. I Interesting. Definitely got,
1: I definitely get like John Hughes vibes from this. Yeah.
0: Those. Yeah, well, it's like kind of, I don't know,
2: everyone incredibly is like incredibly edgy John. Hughes. Everyone is in this like liminal period of their lives it seems yes. like um and and sussing out I, their their opinions mm-hmm. on sex and drugs and, ro- yeah. and possibly rock and roll. And possibly <laughs> um, rock and roll um through like through one another and through the experiences that they have on on their own. But yeah. um well, yeah, well the, I think the main angle of this film like really dives into individual like the individual's relationship with like you know hedonism um and mm-hmm. in its various forms i did think that uh like a lot of other films from the early 90s it was kind of steeped in this uh edgy postmodernism as it relates to like attitudes towards capitalism mm-hmm. or, or, or not even postmodern. it just feels very modernist like because I feel like like the vibe of like the early '90s is with is folks had circled back to this idea, like less so. I I, I thought with like m- like my distillation of postmodernism, it's like yeah, everything sucks, but what are you gonna do about it? But modernism is just everything sucks, um, and and that seems to be like the reaction that or at least the attitudes that you get from like a lot of the characters in this film, wherein there's just this like blase uh, early not Gen X. Yeah, yeah, I would say these are these the 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 characters. Oh, they're Gen X. Yeah, they're Gen X. Yeah, just sort of, uh, you know, drinking okay soda and uh, and essentially surge. Yeah, essentially just uh, looking at the world around them and being like, "Man, that sucks." Anyway, and I was like, "All right, yeah." Well,
1: I don't know, I because to me, like, to me. I feel like that is an integral and important part of a lot of people's growth. And I think that like every character in this film is like, as you said, with like a John Hughes movie, it's like they're all like teenagers or people in their early 20s who are also... (laughs) queer people who are living in the nineties during like the the tail end of the AIDS epidemic. And essentially like their world is falling apart and mm-hmm. they're getting kicked out of their home. So like, what else yeah. can you say? But oh, yeah, everything sucks. And like, I don't think that this film was like trying to express it, that that's the view to have, but purely just trying to capture that moment in life that causes one to feel that way.
2: Right. Like sort of real, yeah. like a reaction to things falling around, like falling apart around you and like, you know the onus of like i guess kind of defining your own future defining your own family like you know well yeah this- because
1: like i don't see this film as like modernist at all like i feel like this no. film is like definitely very postmodern where it's very Postmodern in and its approach to the medium of itself oh yeah it's absolutely very, yeah. i would very... agree with
2: that just, just as an addendum yeah no i agree with oh, that I'm, okay. I'm I'm saying, I'm, i thought I'm you saying... were saying it's like a modernist film no I'm, I'm saying that like, yeah, like, that, like, no, we, we, like we're, we're steeped as the viewer like especially the the film's inception yeah um, with with this with this modernist viewpoint i think things eventually like become more postmodern as mm-hmm. as the film goes mm-hmm. on for sure
0: this movie is very interesting because um it makes me like it's definitely so i i yeah we were recording I think like i mentioned earlier like this being kind of like crust punk um and like i think very i don't know necessarily if like the the ideology of this is like well clearly all the individuals are Working class Um, Mm proles. But, uh, like, I don't, I think, I don't know if it's necessarily like anarchistic over communist or whatever, but it's clearly anti capitalist um, and and very specifically uh, steeped in the after effects still of the shitty. Uh, period of our history where Reagan was fucking president mm-hmm. and um, you know they, they're like just you know one of the characters talking about AIDS and how like and I'm sh- you know I don't I don't know the fucking numbers but mm-hmm. you know the, the character was like yeah this is like the worst thing since the holo like this is a holocaust that's happening and mm-hmm. probably like will either compare or be worse than the holocaust and it's like you know to have someone to have a character like you know i've heard like i i have friends um and, and i know people who like grew up like gays queers uh trans folk like who were growing, like, they're older, you know, they're yeah. kind of like the LGBTQ elders, elders now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, hearing them talk about that time is, like, really something else. But, it's um, dark. But to have a character say it in a movie almost is, like, I just couldn't really believe it. Yeah. <clears> throat> Very throat> shocking. I
2: think, I think, in line with that, like, um, you know obviously this film has its darker moments but there there is like i would say a large degree of joy in this film totally oh um, absolutely which which is i like i would say that like you know seeing six queer folks like defining like their own lives and like defining their family and Mm -hmm. and and like sort of like defining their relationship to the rest of the world while at the same time like you know, contending with what we were talking about earlier, like you know the 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 like the tail end of the of the AIDS crisis, and still being able to find joy, um, well that that in itself is an is an act of resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And, and and to see it portrayed in this like very like uh like like air was saying like a cinema verite like slice of life um, uh, format, uh, mm-hmm. to me, was. Uh, really just really beautiful at times like too because yeah. um like as a reaction if we look at this film like in the context of when it was released you don't like I, I i i don't think that this film like while there while there is like a degree of trauma and um uh melancholy that comes uh towards the tail end of it mm-hmm. um centering queer voices um in a way that it that is that is joyful mm-hmm. uh is in in many ways, kind like kind of a revolutionary act. Um, totally, especially, it, in t- oh, yeah, especially, like, especially in that time. Yeah, especially
1: especially in '93. Yeah, like um, I think. Um, my favorite some of my favorite parts are like the interviews that um of like just hearing the contrasting funny opinions of each of the each of the different people is just always so wonderful and allowing like it does at times like feel like a documentary where it's like oh these aren't actors from reading a script or anything these are like just like people like just just expressing themselves and i'm sure there was a level of improvisation and like personal that's what i thought personal I, input. i thought
0: this was a documentary at first mm-hmm. and then i looked at it i was like oh shit no like, yeah fuck yeah it's crazy oh i can
1: imagine there definitely i mean i can't speak for the director and crew but i can I, I can imagine there was probably a degree of like personal input from the actors but it feels very incredibly like sincere and yeah being beyond just you know scripted narrative and like it's very funny because, like, there's kind of, like, a contrast in acting styles in this film where it's, like, people that act so casual and, like, so realistic that it doesn't feel like acting at all. And then there's the complete polar opposite end where it's, like, the intentionally, like, campy, like, woody performances and stuff like that of, like, James Duval yeah. and stuff. But I really like that contrast because it's kind of, like, the – it's kind of, like, the two ends of the spectrum of the, of that experience yeah. where it's, like, this – i i I see like james duval's uh detachment a lot in this film as a as a in like the woody performances as, as as an intentional as an intentional display of detachment of this character in order to cope hmm. because well I see- to
0: to like to connect it or to help I think him but also the audience with like kind of preparing us well in a way for what's gonna come
1: well it's like i remember it's just like it's a it's a i see it as like a coping strategy more than anything else because like i I remember like the scene where they're all like laying out on the lawn or whatever in front of the oil rig or not the oil rig but the oil pump thing yeah and like they're describing like they're reading like the newspaper about how some like kid was like killed or something for being gay yeah. and like you know the dad was just disowning their dead child and like it's a very heartbreaking thing that they're reading and James Duvall's rather be rather have him be dead yeah, than gay thing, the, yeah like, exactly, Jesus fucking exactly. and then like James Duvall's character is just, like it's a crazy world out there like just like yeah. and it's like it's so re- what he says is like comedically reductive to what was just said but in a way <laughs> it's just like you either have to detach yourself to it and to not suffer and be affected by something so gruesome or if you choose not to then like it's just going to destroy you emotionally and it's like especially being in the 90s when essentially it felt like the whole country wanted you dead in order to just get through day to day some people coped in that way of just being completely detached yeah and, and, like, I, that's kind of what I see, like, James uh, James Duval's character is, like, somebody who was detached because, in order to cope with the reality of being queer in an American society and becoming vulnerable to somebody. And that that vulnerability ending up backfiring in the end makes them just completely break through and detach. Uh,
0: not to bring up the election, but if the results are so, to be... Like, if the uh, percentages are as accurate as some folks are saying they are, like, apparently half the country still thinks uh, we should either not exist or, like, just be fucking I, whatever.
1: I, do you think Do you think half the country is, is homophobic still? I feel like homophobia um, always eg- will always exist, just in the way that, um, like, racism will always exist and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But... Do you, I feel like the people who take those polls, like I like, are people are usually boomers and stuff like that? And it's like I don't know, I don't. Yeah, mean, I, like, I I've say, never been asked about these polls. My friends yeah, have never taken these polled polls. Or yeah, shit. exactly. It's like I feel like the only people that do these polls are like people who get cold called and like live in retirement homes and have nothing to do, so they pick up the phone and then they just talk. If that's insane, someone, that's insane. I think
0: for home, like homophobia mm-hmm. explicitly like i i would buy a third i would say a third half is like like i transphobic, feel like... three quarters yeah no country.
1: transphobic i would say or two-thirds a, a very yeah. large majority of this country is transphobic
2: well like when you ju- just as an aside like era when you talk about like what what I feel like there there are many different shades and many different flavors of homophobia. Is, is, oh is, yeah, is, is my follow up question. <laughs> it's like, Is well, it like should uh should we be eradicated from like you know every corner of the earth? I feel like that percentage might be a little bit smaller, but like people who don't want a gay person living in their neighborhood, that's mm, that's you don't probably want a like,
0: thing to do with it, like segregation. Yeah, very much. Like yeah, like I fucking, feel like you go over there. And leave leave me and my American values alone, goddammit. Like I feel like the amount of um,
1: people in this country who want gay people to be like gay,
2: there's only dead. one
0: LGBT and it's liberty, guns, <laughs> beer, and oh Tits. my god, and, t- and, t- t- and
2: titties, and that's the T, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. the T, <laughs> yeah, like come, oh god, the-
0: but
1: I feel like the yeah, I feel like I feel like. increased levels of violence against, like, trans people in this country recently and stuff like that, especially, like, since the rise of, like, you know, nationalism and homophobia by our last president.
0: And that's, like, the, like... I don't know if it's, like, depressing or uh, just, like... I don't even know how to word it at this point, but it's just, like, the fact that, like, even, like... Like watching this movie, and even though it's like uh, late teens, maybe early twenties, folks, it's like I fucking identify, soup like, Jesus Christ, holy shit! Like watching some of the like these people, like just like talk and fucking like hearing them speak and trying to f- define things on their own terms and like just seeing their these characters experiences uh in the play out in the movie it's like there's a lot that uh i've immediately identified with and like especially like the drugs Mm -hmm. not not just like the lgbt thing but like the drugs because like you know i've I've mentioned this on a, at least one or two episodes, like, mm-hmm. being in recovery. And so mm-hmm. it's, like, to try to explain to someone who's not, who's, like, quote, unquote, normal. Um, <laughs> or who, who like, you know, isn't, who do, doesn't abuse drugs and alcohol. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Trying to explain to them, mm-hmm. like, what makes me like why I'm in recovery Mm -hmm. or whatever, or why identify also as an addict and Mm
2: -hmm. alcoholic.
0: It's like, you know, just seeing, it's like, I don't want to live in this reality. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have anything to do with this reality. Mm -hmm. And I I got that hardcore a lot with uh, that that drug sequence. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just like, I don't want to feel, my feelings i don't want to mm-hmm. part of me it like sounds depressing but uh and sometimes it is but sometimes it's not it's just like i don't want to like be yeah i no, just want to like exactly. i just want to like be high or drunk exactly. and like experience whatever it is i want to shut off my emotions mm-hmm. and i want to live in this all like that's why fucking um you know tr- like tripping it's like Mm -hmm. you literally i'm in this false reality but Mm -hmm. this is if i could live every single moment of my life in this way Mm -hmm. i totally would yeah absolutely
1: exactly and like that that that's what i was kind of talking about with like the different ways that these characters in this film had different methods to cope with reality and like you know whether that's through Uh, uh, substance consumption whether that's through sex or um, just personal withdrawal it's like being queer in America I mean not just being there's many uh, many reasons that would push anybody to do different coping any kind of trauma but there is like a very specific kind of trauma around being a queer in America and being a young person as well and not having being in a family household that can yeah. support it. So you have to create your own. And like what you really said, I, I really love about this film is like, um, for me, I feel like this is the most, um, representative I've of like the queerness that I had around me growing up more than any other film that like I've ever seen about queerness.
2: Yeah. If we just, before we like move on, like mm-hmm. and just circling back to what you were saying era, mm-hmm. like about this like sense of disengagement mm-hmm. that, um, I think any queer person has like experienced like that degree of otherness. I mean, it's like I think it is inherent to queerness is mm-hmm. is, is feeling otherized, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. But like, and and we talk about that that diseng that desire to disengage from our reality as 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 we experience it as as a consequence of mm-hmm. being queer. But it's also like you know the the end results of like the machinations of the society we live in is the thing like you know it's it 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 doesn't just come from like being queer in a straight straight america it's it's the end it's the end result it's the end result of like the type of you know material conditions that that we encounter and i and and that's very much like i think that's very much like a component of this film as well too it's it's not Mm -hmm. just like like you know the, the specter of class is like, is hanging over every of engagement course. in this film. Oh. Like, yeah. Well,
1: that's why I really like, that's why I felt like I, I related to these characters, these queer characters so much more than most films. Cause it's just like, you know, like th- these are, these are people with real problems that queer people face every yeah. single day. And it's like, it's like the whole idea of like identity and like self and stuff is part of the film and like them figuring it out, but it's like, it's not just about being like, oh, I have these feelings. and these, like, It's like I have to pay rent. I have yeah. to like, you know, like I get kicked out of my house. I don't have a place to live right now. Someone gets like, I mean, I just got jumped in the streets. I'm in the hospital, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's just like these real problems that I know that, you know, I've yeah. had to face. My friends have had to face and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like I can relate to that and feel so much more. Like I, I, I feel like this film. At t- as queer as like very um as very um expressively queer as it is though i feel that it also transgresses like a lot of um stereotypes in queer media or at least at least per- um portrayals of queer people by yes. perhaps not queer people something
2: like, i loved liked about this film a mm-hmm. lot actually is, is is that specifically well exactly like
1: i love that whole i kind of like quoted it earlier but i love that whole sequence so that kid's like talking about how he hates like musical theater and shit like that and he hates bet midler and he's like I th- it's what everyone, everyone thinks i want to see and shit and he's like, yeah i hate that shit no, it's well, so boring and
2: well uh, yeah i thought that i thought that was interesting like that uh, i hate
0: anal who yeah, yeah 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 he's like i can't put Sick my it dick in. somewhere Ooh, where it's the shit. Like... shit out of it <laughs> it's
1: like it's, it's, it's hilarious I,
2: well, I i did really like that scene like wherein in uh well i have the quote right here um it, because it was just something that i think i i specifically myself myself related to um mm-hmm. where where is it yeah yeah, it's the quote is everything the homos like I hate, <laughs> 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 said by said by a queer character. said by a
1: queer character. I love that. Or yeah. like, um,
0: which what is-, is it? <laughs> there was
1: the scene where they were talking about sex or whatever, and there was the one character who was talking about like. Um, the the difference in the sexuality in the gay in the gay culture in like the 70s and 80s compared to like what it was in la at then and he was like talking about how he was like yeah people were just like fucking all over and fucking in the bushes and shit and it's just like i'm just like i don't know that's a lot for me i'm, I'm, kinda... I'm,
2: I'm just trying to vibe he's like know. yeah he
1: was just like I yeah, he's it.
0: trying to vibe and i was like no talk more <laughs> about fucking but like can we go back to that? <laughs> I well, yeah, and ready just, and
2: willing. Just right, that yeah. that quote about like you know everything that homo's like I hate I think is definitely something that a lot of queer folks like reconcile with like today if your if your tastes like fall outside of like the purview of what, of what has been uh, has uh, what has been defined as like gay culture in
1: quotes. Well, well that's why I, I think like. From another standpoint of like, you know, this film being anti-capitalism and anti, um, ma- anti-materialism where it's like it's trying like that sequence. It's also trying to, trans- like it's trying to transgress what is usually capitalized on about queer culture, whether it's like drag culture or musical theater or whatever. It's like um, the mainstream media will only accept what it can capitalize on. And like look at that Mm. and it feels like, you know, the type of queer people that don't fall into those interests or don't fall into those cultures are just not are cast aside like the like the people in this film because they don't they're not entertaining to straight people. Yeah, and so like I feel like that the, this film and a lot of Iraqis films intentionally try to transgress what usually is capitalized on in, in cinema that tries to center around queerness. You
2: don't fit into my perception of what a gay friend should be. <laughs> sashay away, sashay <Sachet> away. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stupid.
1: Oh my god! But um, it's um. It's also like very uh, but despite all the as you're saying all the sadness, but like there's joy in it, and there's a lot of um sincerely uh touching touching moments too like when you start to see i mean first off, I thought James Duval I keep saying talking about James Duval because they're, they're kind of like I guess the the star of this film, although I would say this is a name, very much an ensemble
2: film, my friends call me o oh, d yeah. but some people call me a Eraserhead. And some people call me head. And no one calls him oh, Eraserhead why. the entire film. Yeah, no one <laughs> <laughs> calls him that. This is introduction, and like that uh, was me when I was 18 years old. I was though. like, I was shut tum- up. I, uh, yeah, he. Well, we said that when we were watching that. We're like, this is the proto Tumblr teen. <laughs> I idea. know this was me. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. But you, when when you start to see James Duvall, MySpace kid. exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> when you start to see James Duvall opening up and like actually becoming excited about this um, new person that they start seeing and hooking up with um, it's very sweet and tender like and their, especially in their performance it's like some of the only times where like I feel like he gives a less wooden performance and then you start to see that sincere sincerity like I really love the uh, the scene where um, in the parking garage where he and the other guy that he just met on the street, they kiss and he says like, don't kiss me unless you mean it. And there's like this little conversation where he tries to ask him out on a date and stuff. And it's very awkward and funny. And it's just seeing James Duvall become vulnerable in that film. is was just, it was a treat. And and so there's a lot of moments of like sweetness to this film as well. Yeah.
2: I also um, just, just as an aside, when it comes to uh, performances, uh, Sue, uh, Susan uh, Beshed and Jenny Gill, who play Michelle and Patricia, as Are they the the lesbian couple, the lesbian couple. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. Such such oh, joy watching them, them interact. Like you know, they're they're definitely secondary characters in mm-hmm. this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I th- I thought it was just and like their joy. Yeah, like yeah. their joy. What 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 I was what we've been talking about a lot is just like you know defining like your own family and defining your relationships to other people and like Um, even yeah. yeah even if the relationship between like michelle and patricia like resembles like some degree of like I don't want to. I don't want to say. I'm saying normal with big air quotes yeah. here. Like, yes. like, like normal. Yeah. Uh, like normalized. Um, you, you know what I'm the saying. The American like, relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like, or, or like some manifestation the, of the American dream. Because they, like, uh, they, they talk about childhood.
0: Exactly. It's they're like con- a classical or traditional lesbian couple. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Like it's very much like out of all of the people, I feel like the, those two were kind of like had the most the normal, most grounded. the most like Amer yeah American dreamy life, or it's like you know they're they've been together and they want. kids kids they're thinking about kids and all that yeah. jazz and their future and all. everyone else is kind of just disjointed and all
2: yeah and as an aside i will say um let me find it real quick yeah uh trisha saying at one point um i think i think her character is like either 20 or 21 so i'm 26 right now just for for mm-hmm. context but just saying as a side like she's like i want to have a baby right now and <laughs> And I don't know what is going on with my brain, but I've said that sentence out loud, like, at least a couple times the last two months. I, know no, I know. You're giving me a look. What? I don't, I understand that it would not be a good idea for me to have a kid right now, but I understand, like, I'm like, man, like, everything's so crazy that's going on. Oh, I my just want, God, no. I just want to no. have a kid. No. Oh. No. no and we're back uh thankfully astro and era have talked me off the cliff of uh of wanting to have a kid yeah right holy now. shit <laughs> that's that's uh oh my god drop <laughs> just that's just throwing that right there that i i'm dropping i'm dropping the cement block in the middle of this this podcast right I there want to have a kid right now <laughs> Yeah. that was just like literally my favorite. i am not i'm neither mentally nor financially <laughs> ready to have a kid i'm not going to have a kid oh my But god. in my heart of hearts i want to have oh a my god okay now we're, now we're coming. all right
1: now we're back now we're back all right so um i thought um i guess for me like what was also very interesting and i kind of like was um interested in how y'all felt was like, what the, what the character of the, like, what, what were your thoughts about the character who's kind of like the director of this like film within a film or whatever that they're that, that they trying to make in it? because it's very interesting like at least for me is like at first I think they're like the narrator of a film but they almost become like very secondary at least until then and again in the end.
2: You're talking about Steven then.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so bad with names with all the films that we do. I'm like remember that guy or that person like that person's over there. That's
2: uh, that's why I've made specific notes like when I when I write notes it's like mm-hmm. write down all the character there names you so, so you can help out Astro later on. Thank you. <laughs> like remember when that guy was in that place with that person. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was uh is an interesting like technique like in terms of like the framing of the narrative like to mm-hmm. uh to give us that introduction like mm-hmm. via like those talking heads that we see at the beginning essentially mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the characters but then for the I I'm just I'm glad that the film uh found ways to inter- interject that sort of like found footage component like mm-hmm. alongside you know more traditional filmmaking techniques mm-hmm. um I think I, it it gave this film like a degree of viscerality and realness mm-hmm. um, that I think was pertinent to you know like what was at the center of this film, which is like a raw, uncut, mm-hmm. um, ver- like display of queerness in America in the early '90s. Mm-hmm. I really liked a lot of the scene, like I really
1: liked the scenes where um the like um the VHS footage. Starts playing into the narrative itself, like where he's like towards the end, where he thinks that um, he acu- when he's interviewing the one guy. Um, and he, he's interviewing Tommy. Yeah, he's interviewing Tommy, and he accuses him of uh, sleeping sleeping with sleeping with his ex, Derek. Yeah, with his ex, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> he accuses Tommy of sleeping with Derek, and it's like in the middle of like the VHS interview that they're conducting. And mm-hmm. it's very, I, I thought it was a very and then also the whole sequence when, when he's editing the footage of the and he's like seeing the uh, when Derek is looking at the footage of um
2: when Derek is looking in the footage of, of Steven, like of walking Steven, through uh, like,
1: confess, essentially like talking about how he cheated on Derek. Yeah. And very, very,
2: very convenient plot device. So I we'll know. Say. Very
1: great. But, um, I liked the whole, um, interact like confrontation where you don't even see what happened. You just kind of hear it off screen because it's like
2: being done through that
1: VHS tape.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it like, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. It like, it, it I I enjoyed I enjoyed that as like a, as a vehicle for um you know I, I like seeing these characters like uh not only like I, I and I know I just talked about like seeing these like seeing like a raw uncut version of like of like queer America in the 90s but I thought that that format and in the context of like these characters you know um presenting presenting face um because that because they realize that they are on camera mm-hmm um and sort of uh steeping themselves in those in the personas that they've they've crafted for themselves obviously we all craft personas for ourselves but like um this is just something uh very um very endearing specifically about it's just very endearing to see uh (laughs) i would say like you know like individuals in their late teens or early 20s um react uh re- react to the presence of a camera and, and put on that face and like become an idealized version of yourself if you will like that introductory talking head with andy that i love so much where yeah. he says that some people call him Racerhead. head is, ve- is <laughs> oh, very cu- fucking great it's very cute and and very sweet um mm. and uh and uh, i think yeah like really lets us kind of live in the worlds that these that these characters are inhabiting you love I don't think it's real. It does not exist. <laughs> Speaking of that, by the way, uh Astro and I had um Astro and I have done our fair share of uh, shitting on Los Angeles on this on this podcast on its <laughs> relatively short run. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this film actually made LA look like kind of a like a, a kind of fun place to to hang out in even though like because it was shitty. <laughs> oh, I mean the the, the the misfit gang is cool as fuck you yeah, want to you want
1: to like be fri- if, you want to be friends with everybody in this movie yeah,
0: yeah. if i'm going to go to los angeles for any god awful reason Which you shouldn't <laughs> uh they're the ones i'm gonna be hooking up with like yeah you know, like, i'm here now like what are we fucking doing we'll i want to go to gregor rocky's la not uh yeah. not a yeah.
1: under the silver lake is la <laughs> i uh yeah <laughs> someone don't don't say <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> <laughs> don't
2: don't say don't don't say the code word <laughs> the bg <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh okay i have to edit in the kill bill story and, exactly um yeah, <laughs>
1: and I, think, I like how brisk the film is. too. I like brisk films. Not enough is said for the, the quick. It's a quick, yes, like eighty minute yes. runtime. Yeah,
2: yes. I think as we're kind of like nearing the tail end of this episode, we should probably um, get around to talking about the ending, which kind of oh, comes yeah. out of like is one the like mainly like my main gripe with this film. No, so the
0: ending is the ending. I think no, is the not week. a gripe. I, it's. It's. It was a curveball for me, and I'll say why. I definitely was. Ex- the only thing I was expecting was someone to kill themselves, mm-hmm. and so that's why when um, the first, the first drop the mic moment is in- instead when, uh, literally, just like a gang beats up Derek, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Eric. Yeah. I was like, "Oh shit!" So that's how this is gonna like mm-hmm. play out. Mm-hmm. But then, no. It's like not only does someone get fucking beat up at a time when I thought they were gonna kill themselves. It's then later on, literally like the last like five minutes of the movie. Then someone kills himself, and mm-hmm. then it's like they're they're dead. Like supposedly, were you know. Uh, the audience is kind of like parallel to um, oh, Jesus Christ. We've been saying his name all episode. Andy, T- yes, uh, Duval, Yeah, James Duval, yeah, 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 James Duval. Yeah. So like, w- then it's like he do- goes into the pool to choke on his bloody vomit, and then uh, the screen cuts to white, and it's like oh, Jesus, like holy shit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and then it just cuts to outside. It's profound. Well, then it yeah. cuts right outside yeah. onto the shot of just everybody watching the final and interview, like lighting of, up
0: their six. Exactly,
1: because it, it then it immediately cuts to the interview of James Duval. Then as if yeah. he's back to life, and then everyone yeah. you, everyone's there watching it, assuming that he, they all know that he's recently killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. So I then th-
0: they fucking shut it off, and that's it. And mm-hmm. credits roll. Like Jesus. That <laughs> I like so fucking good. Yeah, I, I,
2: thought. I, in the context of those two scenes, Astro and I, um, both agreed that while it is like you know horrific to see like this this hate crime play out like in a film or like just always feels the scene for, with Derek. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah, always feels very close yeah, to home. Yeah. I would say that the the emphasis on um, on on this family, like in in the way that the the film presents the aftermath of those of those effects, was, um, truly like really kind of beautiful is the thing like you know like that like the, the this the way in which they portray like the attack and then imme- immediately pivot to this family this chosen family out like waiting outside yes. the hospital yeah um and and i guess there's a parallel between that and the end of this film when when, mm-hmm. the, when the character when when andy as a character kills himself it, it then re-emphasizes the the other members of the group
1: Mm-hmm. yes exactly well I, that's why it's like i feel like th- I, I feel like this film explores a lot of traumatic ideas but isn't trauma porn because exactly
0: how- Be- like particularly i think that's best summarized with the beating up scene. yeah whereas, like you see this game it happens so fast and it, i feel like it's edited in such a way as like um you know n- we're not necessarily andy mm-hmm. but it's that, holy shit, like, wait, what's going on? And then, uh, like, you see the gang, They, you see, like, a couple punches or whatever hits, and then it cuts. Well, exactly. And, like, it doesn't linger. And yeah, it doesn't it do- glorify.
1: Well, it just... It just- immediate like yeah like once a, once you immediately know what's going on it cuts away because it doesn't yes. need to exploit it for it yeah it's exactly just like, it's kind of just like you get the idea and yeah. then it's just like and then it's like that displaying this uh, violence against a queer person is not at the forefront of the director's
2: agenda it's just exactly. like
1: you get the idea all right we got to go on to what I actually want to focus on which is this yes. family's reaction to it right yeah
2: and that, and yeah that's kind of the central tenet of this film I think exactly. it's not only like you know queerness, but it's it's the fact that you know you don't have to like living like living as like a, there there is a lot of joy in, in being queer, but the, but there is an, a constant otherization that you just kind of have to live with. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding people who like who relate to that, creating like some sense of chosen family. Um, you know I I I. It, it, it is a radical message at the center of this film is that, you know, you don't have to go through this alone. Mm-hmm. Um Exactly. And yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's still pertinent today. It's like a beautiful and like, I'd say specifically, like, you know, being like for this film to have come out in 93 um, and to emphasize that humanity mm-hmm. um, is really fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's sure. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think i think that that might be like yeah, my, th- my, my that's my my final I, I, thoughts on this I, yes, film this is just does anyone else have uh any sort of parting words
0: no um it's rad as fuck and you should watch it it's yeah, all it- on
1: youtube it's all on youtube the audio quality is very poor but i also think <laughs> yes. that the i think the original audio's quality is probably very poor too though so it's just like you might as well just watch it there because it's gonna be crap no matter what format you
2: watch it it's old yeah good film to watch this month like you know when yeah, like definitely. you could you could as uh as yeah. a, as, a, as a panacea to uh like seeing the raytheon uh <laughs> pride float oh, just kind of uh drive by you when Jesus. you like on your street and just kind of let let the, let the 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 glow, the glow of like the glow and dread of capitalism, like wash over you, and the, the way in which queer identity is co-opted for one month a year yeah, before all sure. the companies say, "Are bye, you going to go to Pride?" Goodbye, homos. Uh No, no, I'm probably not going to go. Even
1: know. It's like, do I want to see the Chase
2: Bank Gay Float? It's like I don't know. I'm sure there's. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> <It is>. there's. uh <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure the. I'm, I'm sure there's some queer events that. Well, well no, that I, definitely wanna, to, I, definitely, I definitely want to, to. I definitely, I definitely want to go to
1: like Pride, like events, like yeah. at bars well, or that's, like. Like, those that's things the, are, yeah, like, little parties sorry. and stuff, but, like, I don't know, like, the big Manhattan parade, like, shit, it's, like, I don't know if that's my <laughs> Like, that's, that's the thing noise. about
0: doing that. this movie, that's the main takeaway, is, like, if you really want to know, like, mm-hmm. and this is, like, a whole other conversation, so I'm going to try to summarize it in, mm-hmm. like, 30 seconds, but, like, there's no problem necessarily with, uh straights hanging out at pride but like you know to use it as just a way for you to just like fucking party with your lgbt friends like get like cool you're supportive i think that's the important thing but also just like you have fucking everything like why can't we just we have a fucking month and, and more specifically why can't we just have this day mm-hmm. um so that's that's one thing. The other thing, though, that's still relatable to this film, Hardcore, is, like, if you really want to know, like, what Pride's all about or, like, you know, the real Pride events and stuff, it's, like, you know, it's not fucking what's on the street and on the news. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you know, fucking... Ba- it's still, like, that punk kind of thing. It's, like, it's basement shows and, like, club. the club kind of scene, like, bar. Like, it's fucking... You know like if it's if you know you know well it's on the like, deal.
1: it's like queer people are not a homogenous demographic it's not like it's not like oh this is like you know everyone else and this is like being gay it's just yeah. like it's just right. like queer people exist in so many different s- social stratospheres and communities and it doesn't it is obviously not a homogenous demographic but i feel like right. that the media just tries to constantly reduce it to and so this pride month reach out to all your queer friends if you are queer reach out to yourself and vibe and learn and learn and become compassionate towards each other because it's, a, it's especially a fucking, yourself exactly especially yourself because it's fucking rough out there yeah it's
2: but, it's a beautiful note to end. On, I will say, like you know, mm-hmm. um, I just I just wanted to uh, real quick, like just add a a nice little uh, caveat to what Astra said. Um, if you are a Disney gay, oh. we, we're not talking. Oh, no, to no you. never mind. Every <laughs> love yourself, except if you're Disney gay. <laughs> I'm homophobic towards Disney gays
1: only. <laughs> <laughs> any not just the dis any Disney person. Any Disney person. I just if you're oh, in a Di- if you're a I Disney know. adult, you don't you can't be LGBTQ.
0: <laughs> we do not want you as an ally Oh <laughs> my god. Well Star Wars is now under Disney. We're talk
1: we're talking about yeah. like going to Disney World every year. You got the mouse ears and shit like that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's that's not you, Eric. That's not you, right? <laughs> right. Right.
0: right. I, would, I, I would love to go again sometime. I uh, would too, but, honestly. Disney's kind of fun. But the last time I, yeah, no, What's I going definitely
2: don't here. go Disney's there. <laughs> this is more shocking I, than me saying I wanted a kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> is this Astro saying that they want to go to Disney World? You I know, I
0: haven't been there though in like uh, nine years, eight. Give me Whatever some the fuck. Give me anyway.
1: some give me some mescalin and I'm going to go in the ma- like the magic mountain <laughs> would be awesome.
0: <laughs> anyway,
2: we're very off topic. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um just a real quick announcement. Yes. Next week's uh, next week's film which Astro could not had had the no patience and had to uh, had to extract oh, it I from me when we were getting coffees up. before this. We'll be watching uh Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, Fuck yes. yeah,
1: Sydney Lumet. Fuck yeah. So uh very expect excited. uh expect Such a lot a of
2: sp- expect a lot of respect for the cops on, on Oh next yeah, we're going to we're going to have some
1: great cop takes that <laughs> the, next the week. cop
2: the cop respecters have logged the co- on. <laughs> the cop respecters have logged on Blue Lives Matter here <laughs> on Ghost Kino Thanks for listening to this episode. I can't wait for that audio to be taken out of context like, you know, in like 3 to 4 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh happy pride comrades. Peace out. Bye. 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 Okay.